Hello, Monday morning once again. Now this particular who told you about is going to be more narrowly focused. Um, some of you, this will not seem to apply to at all. Let's say that you're Roman Catholic or you're Anglican or Episcopalian. Um, you're any of those more high church. There are other churches, however, that are uh, rather like my old tribe and um, a great many Protestant churches that have a leadership board that they call elders. Some of them will call them presbyters or bishops, but that's fairly rare. And some of them will call them shepherds. I've found that more and more are using that term. But where do we get the idea of elders? Well, we get it very simply from scripture. And, uh, and Timothy and Titus, both of them were asked to, to find people who could lead the church who had good records in their own community and good records in their own uh, homes so that they they had a wide experience in leading this has become over the years a very very formal office and yet many in my particular tribe that, that i was raised in the churches of christ may be surprised to know that david lipscomb one of its great leaders uh, in the middle of the 1800s and whose power and reputation and teaching is still a, a huge part of the traditions of the churches of christ he was absolutely opposed on elders as a um as an office as a formal office he he, he made some very very good points i'm not sure if he actually you know brought that plane in for a landing but he did an awful lot of good questions for us to say, wait a minute, let's not put in a bureaucratic structure, but rather these are the kind of men we're all supposed to be. We're all supposed to strive to be in our communities or in our homes and like. Therefore, uh, it is much more elastic. There's there's certainly not elder meetings the first week of every month or every week on a Tuesday, nothing like that. Well, then how did Churches of Christ almost end up in every single one having a formal set of elders and deacons. Well, that's really because of where the founders of the Stone Campbell movement came from. I have stood on the Royal Mile many times in Edinburgh, Scotland, and watched St. Giles Cathedral. St. Giles, the, kind of the mother church of Presbyterianism, or the Church of Scotland, as it's known there. Uh, they're the leaders of the kirk, the church, would go in uh, every year for the assembly. For the session and the kirk session would be in and normally when you if you're a tourist in, in edinburgh which i would recommend it's great to see the city it's a fantastic city you can walk right into saint giles so you can walk right right into almost all the churches uh, but not during this particular time this is the only time that they really shut it down and that's so that the elders of the kirk can make decisions about the church and doctrine and you know, for example, are we going to accept anybody from this community? What do we do about baptism? We got a guy who's preaching we don't think should be preaching. All of those decisions. And then they'd come out and let people know what the decisions were. Now, anymore, most of the decisions are leaked because we have a very uh, leaky culture and very journalistic culture that loves leaks. And some of the leaks are accurate, some are not. But it's not normally as big a surprise as it used to be. But again, that concept of going in and these smart top men of our people will make this decision. They'll come out and tell us what the decision is. 
that is what the concept of elder was to, let's say, Thomas Campbell, Alexander Campbell, Barton Stone. Uh, they came from that tradition. They understood things that way. And therefore, they, when they led this new restoration movement or Stone Campbell movement, they wanted to, to be true to scripture. And to them, when they saw the word elder, they immediately thought of this and that's what they stuck in there. However, it, there's no biblical warrant for the way elders are formed and conduct themselves. And I will explain. I was speaking at a church outside of Houston years ago when uh, a man came up to me that was from one of the area congregations. And he was red in the face before he got to me. So I knew, okay, this, this, this happens a lot. Whenever you start you know, making hamburgers out of sacred cows, somebody's going to get angry at you. Uh, and he was, you, you, we do Bible things in Bible ways, and you should be doing Bible things in Bible ways, and just on and on. And I finally just held my hand up, uh, which surprised him a bit. And I said, are you by any chance an elder of a church? And he goes, well, yes, I am. And he you know, kind of puffed up a little bit. There was some rank there. I'm an elder. You know, who are you? I'm not an elder. That's true. Well, I looked at him and I said, before we go any further, I'm going to need to know how you became an elder. And that completely threw him because nobody ever asked that. And, and, and he kind of stumbled a bit and he goes, well, my, my name was put forward. And after some prayer, there was a vote from the church. And I went, no, oh, oh. He got quiet and I said, don't you ever tell me to do Bible things in Bible ways if that's the way you got your position. And he, he was plainly frustrated and, and getting angry, but a little confused. He goes, what do you mean? I said, the only passage in scripture that indicates how an elder becomes an elder says that the minister appoints them. And he got quiet and he goes, where is that? I said, here's the thing. And I don't mean to be as broad brush as this is going to sound. But to me, it seems that those who most insist that we do things according to the Bible know very little of it. They haven't read it except for their passages, for their kill and hammer verses and their we must verses. So I directed him to Titus, where Paul told Titus to appoint elders and deacons. Did that change his life? I don't know. He didn't come back at me and he did it, uh, attend another couple nights at least. So, and, and I was friendly to him, it was me. I was just saying, come on, you know, if, if you're holding me to a standard, I need to make sure that you are also held by that standard. And he wasn't. So the reformers that came out, and by the way, while I'm very um, Stone Campbell, Churches of Christ, Christian churches centric in this today, I'm certainly not just speaking to them because all manner of different kinds of Baptists, all manners of different kinds of uh, uh, Pentecostals, and we could go on and on. They also have elders who tend to do the same thing as the session Kirk does. Whenever they want to go make their decisions, they go into a room, they shut a door, they discuss. And I know a great many of them that say all of our decisions have to be 100%. So even if we have nine elders and four vote one way and five vote the other, the four that vote the other way, they have to agree with the five 
so that we have a, a, a united front on our church. And it's hard to think of something more dishonest than that. They look upon it with pride. And I'm going, no, 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 we do not quash the voice of the minority because somebody won a vote in a closed room. Where is that in the Bible? That really comes out of Western European thought, uh, American thought. Uh, it doesn't come out of the Bible. Find this in the Bible. In fact, we're going to look at that uh, next week when we talk about the elders meeting in Scripture. Because there's really only one that we can kind of call an elders meeting. There are two, but you really can't make Act 6 an elders meeting. But there is one. We'll talk about that next week. But we did this because our culture did it. We did this because we had successful people and we were used to rewarding rank. We were used to having people tell us what to do. Um, we were used to this in churches. And so we found a way to keep it going. And what happens in many, many churches is that they appoint people that have been successful in business, that are well thought of uh, in, in the church merely because they, they've made money or they've got position and therefore they're put in there. And I have seen so many change as soon as they go in uh, and the humility falls off and the rulemaking and the decision and it just, it becomes bad. It becomes bad so quickly. We're gonna talk more about that next week when we talk about the two elders meetings in the Bible, which are only really one we can kind of call a true elders meeting. And even that is not the way you might think an elders meeting goes. So I look forward to that. I do. In the meantime, you were given freedom in Christ. Let no one take your freedom away. Focus on Jesus.